Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in, I appreciate you joining me, as always, giving me a little bit of your time, and I will try and use it wisely. For those of y'all that continue to share and spread the word about the podcast, thank you so much. I'm very grateful for that. Hopefully it gives y'all some tools, as we say so often, in your toolbox and Maybe it'll help the country just a little bit. We did get on the homestead just a little hint of cooler weather in the morning for about a day or two, and then it evaporated much like the clouds, and still no rain. So, uh, it is very dry, tender, dry. I think that's about it. Got about another two weeks, give or take. Maybe not quite that long until planting for, starting to plant for the fall garden. So, We'll see what we get this year. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. For the people that listen to it and share it, be with them and their families, guide them, bless them. Thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us as individuals and as a nation. Forgive us when we go our own way, when we trust in our own understanding instead of leaning on yours. Help us to overcome our fears, our anxieties, our sins, and turn back to you. And guide my words here, Father, please. In your son's name we pray. Amen. All right, so we're going to go back to education. At least for another day. These little couple more quotes. And, and we'll come back to it again and again. So probably one of the really fundamental quotes that I found over doing this podcast is one by a man named Fisher Ames. He was one of our founders. He helped formulate the Bill of Rights in general and particular gave the final wording of the First Amendment, particularly the religion 
part. My vocabulary just went away, sorry. And this is a quote from him, which is kind of, well, it's really kind of comforting in two different ways. We have a dangerous trend beginning to take place in our education. We're starting to put more and more textbooks into our schools. We've become accustomed of late of putting little books into the hands of children containing fables and moral lessons. We are spending less time in the classroom on the Bible, which should be the principal text of our schools. The Bible states these great moral lessons better than any other man-made book. The reason I say it's comforting for a couple of different reasons is to see that our founders had to address this issue as well, uh, although circumstances were definitely different. But then the reason I said this is probably one of the most fundamental or the best quotes is this is the guy. So, so separation of church and state, just real quick if you're not familiar. Separation of church and state is based in a 1940s, 47, I believe, Supreme Court decision. And it's based on a letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to uh, the Baptist pastor at Danbury in which he was trying to assure that pastor, the pastor was concerned about the state choosing a particular denomination of Christianity over others, having a state-sponsored church like they had had in Britain. And Thomas Jefferson was trying to reassure him that that was not going to happen, that the government was not going to pick a state religion, a, a particular denomination of Christianity. And there's a few things here. One, this was particularly about Christianity. Uh, there was no thought of picking uh, Islam or atheism or Buddhism or Hinduism or Mother Natureism. That just that wasn't part of the conversation. That wasn't even a thought of our founding generation. The second little tidbit here, and we've done a podcast on this before, a few actually. Uh, we can go back and probably will at some point need to because the lies are so rampant out there. The second thing was, Jefferson wasn't around when all this debate went on for the Constitution. And so he had to rely on what other people said instead of actually being there and hearing the debate, right? And so the Supreme Court took one line out of a letter from a president to a pastor assuring them that the state wouldn't choose a particular denomination as the state religion by a president that wasn't there when the debate went on. And this, this wasn't like today where you had recordings and videos so you could go back and watch it, right? And they, they used it, they twisted it to mean that Jefferson was saying that there shouldn't be any aspect of Christianity, of the principles of Christ in our government institutions. When you go back and you look at, at the comments of our founders, you look at their actions as a whole, you see this just blatantly isn't true, but this quote is just phenomenal because this is the guy that actually gave the wording 
for that part of the First Amendment. Not somebody that wasn't there, not somebody that was writing a letter to somebody else, right, uh, years later. He was actually there, and he said that the principal textbook of our schools, as a whole, the principal textbook in all our schools, had to be the Bible. There's just no way, unless you have an ulterior motive or you're being dishonest, which I guess those two go together, or you're just grossly ignorant on the subject, to see this idea that our founders wanted to kick Christianity out of public life. And in fact, the opposite is true. They, they wanted it very much involved in public life. They didn't want to favor one denomination over the other, but they wanted it involved. And a huge chunk of that was it being involved in our schools, in our public education. And so when you, when you hear people today, and this, this really is, folks, this is the bottom line, even for people that consider themselves conservatives, A lot of us simply don't realize what the issue is at heart, and that is the fact that we have allowed God to be kicked out of our schools. And so when we did that, all this other stuff is flooded in. And so when you see people really upset today about what their kids are being taught, about LGBTQ lifestyles pushed on kids, all the sexual deviancy and immorality, the critical race theory, the diversity, equality, inclusion, whatever it is, percentages. When you see the revisionist history, right, like the 1619 Project and, and just in general the idea of systemic racism, sexism, bigotry in America, when you see all these things, and there's other socialism, communism, the push to support illegal immigration, uh, feminism, when you see all this stuff, and you see these parents, and you feel frustrated with the system, and you start to look towards school choice as a solution, and it is right now, it, it seems to be maybe the only viable solution. It's not the best solution, folks. The best solution is told by Fisher Ames right here. Put God back in the center of public education. It has nothing to do with violating a person's religious freedom. This is what we're going to teach in our schools. We're not forcing you to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, but these are the principles that make our country great. And so if we're going to use taxpayer-funded money this is what's going to be at the heart of education. Right? And so, here's the argument. We're getting off track, folks, but it's really important. The people today that are arguing against school choice and they say, well, I don't want my money used to teach Christianity. They say religion, but that's not really it. It's really just Christianity. If it was just Muslim schools or, or atheist or Mother Nature or Buddhist or Hindu, they, the, the problem wouldn't be near as great. 
I don't want my money used to teach Christianity. Okay. And then you look at somebody like me and you say, well, you're arguing for the ability to teach the principles of Christ. Public education in any country that uses taxpayer money, it doesn't matter if it's Iran or China or the UK or Venezuela, whatever country, Germany, <laughs> Nigeria, Australia, Japan, Vietnam, Russia, doesn't matter. If you're going to use taxpayer money from the citizens of that country for public education, one of the main goals of that education has to be to strengthen that nation to produce productive citizens. Well, in some countries, they don't really care about productive, but here we do. That strengthen and support the values of that nation. Right? Just think about a company, any company. If you're going to, and this is the only quote we're going to get to today. If you're going to build a company, when you train your employees in that company, are you going to train them so that they make the company stronger or weaker? And the, and, and the answer is simple. And so if we're going to have publicly funded education, it has to be built in such a way that it strengthens the nation and therefore supports the principles, the founding of the country. The founding of this country, the freedom, the liberty of this country is based on the principles of Jesus Christ. So if we're going to have publicly funded education, it has to teach those principles of Christ. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. Love your neighbors yourself. The Ten Commandments, right? Honor your father and your mother. Marriage becomes very important. Families become very important. Honesty. Equal standards. Rule of law, right? Not having different standards for different groups of kids. All of these things become extremely important. That's the difference. The people that don't want their money being used to teach Christianity want a public education system that weakens our nation. Whether they want it or not, folks, I'm not... I shouldn't have said want, but that's what they are pushing for is a public education system that weakens our nation. And so if we're not going to have a strong public education system, that's where the school choice stuff steps in. Great quote by Fisher Ames. Remember it the next time somebody tells you uh, some of the modern nonsense of separation of church and state. We'll get to another quote tomorrow. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.